This podcast was recorded on April 13th. It reflects our views at the time of the recording and should be used as reference only. We recommend that you talk to your Warren Abert advisor or another business advisor for the most current information or the guidance specific to your organization. Welcome to The Wrap, a Warren Averett podcast for business leaders designed to help you access vital business information and trends when you need it so you can listen, learn, and then get on with your day. Time is tight. That's why our advisors have wrapped up today's most timely topics into a podcast with actionable advice. Now, let's get down to business. Hey, Paul. Hey, Kim. How are you today? I'm doing well. I hope you are. I am. Everyone here is healthy and we are still sheltering in place and digital learning and working from home. It's the new normal. That's right. And in light of all the changes that we all are experiencing and specific to business owners and the things that they are navigating in these very uncertain times, we're continuing with our special episodes of the podcast and in trying to address specific issues that business owners are facing and give them actionable steps and recommendations that will help them make these very significant decisions that they're having to make. Absolutely. And I think that um, one of those topics is what we do on a daily basis for our business, right? So from a controls perspective, um, how we get processes done, whether it's cash, AP, um, information technology, whatever it is, uh, we think it's good to take a moment, step back and look at what those control and what that control environment is for our organization uh, and really dissect it to a degree of are we doing what, the, what is most efficient and effective for this time? Uh, it is something we're used to as an organization. And so that's what the topic of this podcast is really going to be, Kim, is, is focusing on process optimization, making sure we're doing the, the most efficient and effective things, looking at other controls. Uh, we're going to dive into some specific controls that we think people uh, need to be focusing on right now. And you may have certain processes and procedures you have in place. Uh, and as an organization, you might want to think about something uh, a little bit differently with this remote environment. And so we're going to try and dive into that today uh, and then talk about data analytics and how data analytics can help with all of this um, from a controls perspective for your organization. Uh, with us today is uh, Sarah Beth Majette. Sarah Beth is um, a manager in our risk and control practice at Warren Averett, uh, works on a lot of SOX projects, works on a lot of um, business process reviews, control. She's an ex-auditor. Sarah Beth, we're happy to have you with us today. Thank you. Happy to be here. And also with us is Kevin Wang. Kevin Wang is the Director of Innovation here at Warren Averett. Um, Kevin brings to the table a lot of conversation um, and uh, innovation around data analytics and robotics automation. Glad to be here. Glad to be able to wrap with you guys. And Paul, I know you'll be able to add a lot of value to this episode as this is definitely your, your main focus and what you do on a daily basis. Thank you. Looking forward to it. So Sarah Beth, there are so many companies now that find themselves with maybe their entire workforce working from home. And while many businesses may have had a setup for someone to work remotely occasionally or as needed, most companies weren't prepared for 100% of their workforce to be remote 100% of the time. So what can companies be doing right now to find the right balance of efficiency but also effectiveness with this new remote workforce? Well, there are a few simple things that can be done that will make a big impact for an organization. 
And a few of these things, you know, you really need to step back and consider, is this the right thing for my specific company at this point in time? Because we certainly don't want to be adding completely new processes and controls into the equation right now and causing any concern with your employees or anything that would give a perception that would cause any hesitancy with them and, and why these things are happening when really all we're trying to do is create an efficient and effective work environment in the midst of this, like you said, Kim. And one of those things that's so simple, but just really strong practice is to find out what your employees are doing and ask employees to create a list of sorts of, this is the task I'm responsible for, this is the timeline I typically perform it in. And again, you wanna be very clear that this is not in a job evaluation type perspective. We are doing this to say, this person right now has 50 tasks, this person has 15, how can we allocate right now and help people? Or what if this person gets sick? Or what if their internet goes down? How can we handle that? How do we know what they're doing day to day? And so really, it's just trying to systematically be prepared for the more unknowns that are ahead, I'm sure. So I would just encourage that to be a first step is to just think about what everyone's doing and what makes the most sense for the staff. You know. Does it make sense for them to continue doing what they are doing right now? Another thing to do is just create really clear expectations. We all have to have grace right now for one another as their deadlines can shift. Everybody's working in a different new and work environment. And so a lot of this comes with clear expectations, but also an understanding that those may have to shift some. But the more that you help your team prioritize tasks, the more comfortable they will feel in an unstructured environment. We're not asking and we're not suggesting a micromanagement technique, but just a gentle hand of making sure everybody's progressing as they should be and getting the key tasks done. And you, know, you may wanna consider using a productivity tool like Asana or something of the like, which would pair well with the idea of having a list of what employees are doing. And so making sure that nothing is falling through the cracks right now when everyone's minds are going in a hundred different directions. Good thought too is to utilize meetings intentionally. We're all seeing a lot of virtual meetings come through, telephonic meetings, and really trying to be intentional with those and creating agendas ahead of time, even if it's very informal and just circulating to the group so your team can come to the table in a manner where they are ready to discuss solutions to issues instead of just continually talking about um, a potential issue. And then the final thing that I would say that's a simple thing with a big impact is to ask for feedback. How are things working right now? What's going well? What needs adjustment? Who's overloaded? Who has space for more work? Who, you know, it just helps to say, how are things going? What can we do better? Because coming out of this, a lot of employees are likely going to try to seek to work from home more often. And it may be advantageous for you all and for them. And it's just a good time to use a trial run and be intentional about setting good habits going forward. Those are, those are really good points. And I think what I hear from that too is the fact that a lot of companies weren't prepared to have 100% of their workforce working 100% remotely. There were processes that were never created to be done remotely. and there are some processes that may be taking a significant amount more time to complete in the environment that we're currently working in where it may just need a simple overhaul of the process 
in order to cut down on what is taking someone, you know, double the amount of time to do. And it also is where if people are overwhelmed and overloaded, that there are things that don't need to be done right now. And, and so if you are an employee and are just checking off your list of things that you've had assigned to you until you have that conversation and until management reviews all that is going on and has the conversation to say, this is really not an essential process. We, we could probably get by with not doing this. And so I think the points that you're making are very good to have management and business owners just evaluate if number one, what they're doing needs to be done and can it be done better or faster? And I think that every business should be doing that. But in this specific circumstance, it can be very impactful to your team. And I think what we're going to see also is, you know, when we, when we come out of all of this, um, there may be some of those non-essential processes that maybe just go away. Hey, you know what? That was never really necessary. It was double work. It was triple work. And I think that that kind of leads me into this, this next comment or question. And Kevin, I'm going to uh, shoot this one over to you. You know, is now the right time to be thinking about how we automate tasks? I know as we go through and we're looking at essential versus non-essential tasks and process, uh, maybe now is not the best time to think automation. But if it is, you know, what do they need to be doing to think about how do I implement this from an automatic perspective? And if it's not the right time, I guess the other thing is what do companies need to be doing to think about that for the future? Yeah, so if we um, take a step back and, and really look at automation, you almost have to look at it on a spectrum, right, in terms of complexity or, or time to implement. So on one end, you have um, a lot more of the simpler automations. And when I say that, maybe, you know, basic spreadsheet macros or even um, simpler than macros, really. And then on the other side of the spectrum, you have uh, very complex uh, type automations, which you know do include what you mentioned earlier, the robotic process automation type, um, different uh, integrating different platforms. And so, um, you know, during this environment, you know, while while looking at the more complex ones may not make sense, you know, it it, it may be worthwhile looking at the more simpler ones. Now let's let's take a company that that is uh, really looking at um, you know near-term cash flow issues and trying to trying to kind of work through that. If if they had if that company had a process, let's say to review credit card transactions weekly, okay, and then um, you know now they're implementing a temporary policy to, to to look at those transactions daily. Well, now you're doing that process five times more than you would have done previously. You know, looking at a simple automation during that process now has, if you really think about it, has five times the return that it did previously. And so ultimately, it's an ROI calculation that has to be made. Um, but, but you do have to look at it in terms of, hey, is there something I'm doing more frequently? And if I add, uh, if I spend some time now adding, you know, it's an automation step into there, um, you know, is it, is it worth it now compared to, you know, whether it was worth it? Um, previously. And Paul, you also spoke, you said a little bit about kind of looking at the future um, and kind of getting back to quote unquote normal, right? I think most folks are in agreement here that the ramp up is more going to be a slow ramp up rather than a, hey, turn on the light switch. Uh, we're back, we're back up to normal. So looking at different processes, like you said, and whether they're essential, non-essential, maybe, maybe we don't need the non-essential ones. 
it's also going to be a great opportunity to almost determine if automations need to be in place with these processes. So as we're kind of getting back up to uh, up to speed here, um, this uh, pandemic really gives us a great opportunity to look at those processes and, and reevaluate whether whether any automation is needed. Those are some really good, really good points on the automation piece, and I, I think that um, for the companies that are just trying to survive today, maybe this isn't the best um, thought for them. But for those companies that are thinking long term and thinking about, okay, how do I really take what I'm doing today and make it better tomorrow, I think they can start thinking about those types of things. That's right. And also, I think this goes back to the first question and the points that Sarah Beth made. You know, there are some companies that have processes that are being forced to think about what can be automated because they simply cannot do what they were doing before based on the remote working conditions. And so, while a lot of this is best practice recommendation, I think that it has probably propelled some of these types of things around efficiency and automation, you know, several years ahead of, of the pace that we might have been do, doing on our own had we not been forced into the situation, which none of us certainly would ever have asked to be in the situation that we're in. We're not making light of the significance of this situation. However, you do have to take what we're given and try to make the most of it. And I think this is where, to Paul's point of thinking, you know, long term is that it will benefit us going forward to implement some of these things. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now back to the show. All right, Sarah Beth, I know we've talked a little bit about automation of process and optimization of processes. Let's get down into some specific controls that people need to be doing. And as it relates to those daily controls and processes, I think Kevin may have mentioned a couple of them uh, kind of working in your business. What controls need to be thought about and done differently during this time? Well, when we start and just look at cash, let's just take the very basic fundamental process that we see in, in all companies for sure. A good place to start is to consider reconciling bank accounts weekly. This is a task that I'm sure is being accomplished monthly, but it may be a good idea to take a step back and look at it weekly or to have another manager or owner review the reconciliation or perform the task. And that would just create a greater depth of what's happening and understanding of what's happening. But it will also provide a lot of real-time insights that you maybe wouldn't have if you waited till the end of the month. Another idea is to consider opening a new bank account specific for PPP funding, which as a reminder, PPP is the Payroll Protection Program, which is part of the SBA 7A loan which I know there was a previous podcast on that, but it's a good idea to consider having a separate bank account to keep track of those funds. You may also want to have a separate bank account to keep up with disbursements you know are coming ahead and consider funding that for only what you need at that point in time. So you can keep a close eye on those operation outflows and inflows. So those are two considerations to have related to bank accounts. But you could also consider notifying your bank and asking them to tell you when checks are being cashed that are greater than a predetermined threshold. And that way you can keep an eye on any suspicious activity that would be material to you as a, as a business. 
as you're looking through bank statements, look for checks that were cashed with specific criteria. So you may want to look for things that have a lot of rounded numbers, that's something abnormal, or repeat vendors, anything along those lines that would seem suspicious to you, you may want to take a deeper look into. And then also consider, just from a practical purpose, where are your checks stored right now? And making sure that that's under a, a very stringent process and that they remain in sequential orders and there's no gaps, no checks were misplaced when taking to a home office per se or anything of the like. So that would be just a good sanity check. And then just as a reminder, do not sign a blank check no matter the level of trust. That's obviously something everyone's aware of, but right now we're all just having to operate under unique circumstances. And sometimes that could be easy to, to fudge some things that you're used to. Sarah Beth, those are some uh, really good comments on cash. I know we just did a podcast on working capital um, and cost containment with Hanny and Roger, and um, a lot of the same things were said then. Uh, and so I think these are just really good reminders um, of, you know, cash is king. So keeping a close eye on that cash is really important. Absolutely. And then to just consider the physical access that your employees have to, or others have to facilities where important documents are stored or products or anything of the like inventory, because you really just want to have a good understanding of who's coming and going right now. And it's just uh, good to keep a not to loosen physical access controls just because of the time we're operating in. Then when you consider payables, consider using pre-numbered purchase orders, receiving reports, and periodically verifying that the sequence is correct. Again, just anything that you can think ahead of time for how can we prevent or how could we detect that something is going off course, that would be a great, a great way to do it. Sarah Beth, those are some really great specific control areas in terms of preventative or defective controls, but is there anything on overall working and processes of transactions with this new remote workforce, any suggestions that you would give just kind of overall to a business owner? Sure. I would set a standard with employees to document the work that they are doing. And so right now, everyone's in, operating in a silo, it seems, day to day from our own places of business now, our homes, and making sure that there's no second set of eyes on things real time, like there may be in an office where you can quickly walk something next door. And so just making sure you're documenting what you're doing. And so are you accepting a package? Well, consider taking a picture of it and sending it to whoever's processing the payment for the vendor. Or are you reviewing an accounts receivable write-off? Well, ask your employees to make sure they're keeping documentation of who was that discussed with, when, and just keeping a record of, of what's happening day to day that typically maybe could happen quicker and, and more informal, but we would recommend to keep some formality to it. And just a quick note, nothing in detail necessarily, but just enough that it can keep a trail of what was done and, and when. And so easy thing to do is kind of flag emails that have approvals and set those in a folder and have those ready to go if there's ever any confusions or questions later. And then, you know, Along those lines, it's great to review work performed by employees, and I know that's very simple and something that people do routinely as part of their, their jobs as management, but right now, there's so many distractions that can occur, and it's just increasing the opportunity and likelihood of there being an unintentional error, 
Also, I would challenge you to ask your employees, what are you currently doing that would allow you to perpetrate a fraud or make an error that would not be detected? This helps protect employees and companies as people are working independently. And this helps making sure that you are being proactive and getting ahead of anything where there could be an, a greater risk in these current work environments. We actually anticipate fraud cases to increase in the coming weeks as schemes are revealed due to the change in working patterns, as well as the increased opportunity from working independently and just the increase in financial insecurities among employees. And so really, I think right now, it's a good protection for employees and yourselves to just think what could happen and how can we prevent us from even getting in a position where that would be an issue. And I think those are good, those are good points, Sarah Beth. Um, I've been reading article after article over the last couple of weeks of just um, some of these schemes coming to light for companies. Uh, and that, you know, controls, while there are a lot of important things that we need to be focusing on as a business, whether we're just trying to survive, whether we're trying to keep our employees, whether we're just trying to maintain ourselves, it's important to, to not forget about the control environment that we've created as a company. Um, and this, this with, with people working independently so much, as you say, um, it just creates more opportunity. If you look at those, um, those triangles that we're used to, it just creates more opportunity for, for employees. And so if, if we can, add another new control that we're not used to, or if we can add another detective control that would help us um, find something that, that was occurring, I think this is also a time that you've got to focus on that as well. So we've talked a lot about safeguarding and having proper controls and working towards efficiency, but what are three specific things that a business owner can do right now in the current situation that they're in? How can they leverage their data right now? Okay, so the, the first thing I would recommend um, is look at your pricing structure and, and your pricing program and look at you know your the, the buying patterns of your customers and really here that the ultimate goal is to increase uh, near-term cash flow so um you know if you have um you know one one option may be to switch more to a subscription model pricing um, where you can, you know, get that recurring recurring uh, revenue and the cash flow coming in. The other may be if you're already on a subscription model, and let's say it's monthly, um, you know, consider switching over to something more of an annual and providing a discount for that. So if your customer purchases um, a year of services at a discount, you know, it, it may be a great way um, to, to get that, that near-term cash flow. The second thing I would recommend is get a list of your customer mix, let's say by industry. And so um, as, as we've seen during this crisis, um, you know, some industries are doing a lot better than others. You know, is it, is it, a, is it a good learning opportunity really to um, look at that customer mix by industry and say, am I diversified enough uh, in my customers? And that may help. The third um, would be to almost pull um, Pull information, pull, pull data out of your accounting system, and really utilize that to, um, from from here on out, kind of forecast cash flows, near-term cash flows, um, determine you know you know your fixed versus your variable costs, um, to to and really utilize data analytics to build these scenarios um, based on different time horizons. Kevin, those are some really good actionable items as it relates to data analytics, and if folks are wanting to, to do those for their companies, you know, just diving into their GLs, diving into the data that's within their systems, 
Um, and, and extracting that and getting it into a more usable format is the way they can, can really start diving into that, that information a little bit deeper. Uh, but I think taking some of those and, and adding them to your control environment will really help uh, you understand you know, where your business is headed uh, in these coming days. So Sarah Beth here on The Wrap, we always like to wrap it up in 60 seconds or less. So what's the key takeaway that you want our listeners to leave with? I think it's important that everyone step back and understand that not all companies are in the same position. Some are in a time of survival, and others have the opportunity to use this time to really be intentional in evaluating their processes, their procedures, and analyze the data they have available to them to make an investment into the future for their company. Thank you, Sarah Beth. Thank you, Kevin. Appreciate y'all being here. Thank you for having us. Thank you, guys. And that's a wrap. If you're enjoying the podcast, please leave a review on your streaming platform. To check out more episodes, subscribe to our podcast series, or make a suggestion for other topics to cover, visit us at warrenaverett.com forward slash the wrap.